Love Talk Radio. Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Spirituality and science are both telling us that we are literally all connected. We are literally all one. What you do to another person, you literally are doing to yourself. So once the world awakens to this universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's topic is vertical orientation in in your life with Dr. Sue Mortar. I had the honor of meeting Dr. Sue this past May at the Agape Revelation 2015 celebration in L.A., um, I was so honored that she uh, is with us tonight. Um, she was one of the featured um, presentation um, presenters at the Revelation Celebration, and she was amazing. And I'm so honored to have Dr. Sue with us here tonight. Welcome, Dr. Sue, to Await to Oneness Radio. Thank you very much. It's a great joy to be here. I look forward to seeing where we get to go with our conversation today. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, like, I do know a little bit about your work, but uh, honestly, I had not heard of you and your work until Agape Revelation, um, and it's just, I, I'm so amazed and so honored um, because you're doing wonderful work. If you can please share, I know a little bit about your history, but if you could please share with our listeners how you came about doing the work that you're doing now. Sure. The, the work that I'm doing, first of all, is uh, it's kind of many-fold, but I started out in healthcare, and I had a, uh, as a doctor, had, you know, regular clinical scientific research behind everything I did. Everything was very structured and reproducible and planned and predictable, etc. And um, I had an awakening, basically, in the midst of a career that was going along just fine. I was uh, very very driven and very successful and, you know, things were happening just right on cue, you know, like life is supposed to go. And, um, and I actually was feeling very unfulfilled in the midst of all of that, uh, which we would call success. I was, uh, I was just not, I was feeling very empty inside that I didn't really believe that this was all that could be experienced or accomplished in this life that it just felt like something was missing there was something more and so I was drawn into meditation and um, in meditation I almost instantly began having these transcendental transformational life-changing experiences uh, some of which uh, early on awakened me at a level of consciousness that I did not even know existed so it certainly wasn't a goal that I had and um, and it was truly life changing for me it 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 was uh, it was profound i was I was me, but I was not in a body i was 
uh, I could see 360 degrees around me the same equally in a light so bright that it was 10 times brighter than the brightest day in the desert that I had ever seen. And I could see the earth beneath me and I was embedded into it up to like what felt like it would have been my knees. Um, but I wasn't in a physical body. I was more a, just a, a ray of light, just a golden ray of light um, coming from this brilliant white space into uh, into the form of of this kind of crystalline structure that was embedded into the into the planet it was just a bizarre you know experience if if you had certainly never been oriented around this and and it was an awakening to another dimensional version of of who we are and uh, every time i took a deep breath uh, in the middle of that I could see the horizon just rising and falling, and it was this beautiful pink, iridescent, translucent, like blanket that would just rise and fall with this huge grace of, like, if you could imagine a, a stingray swimming through the ocean in slow motion, how their their side fins would just—they're so graceful and so—and this was just so massive. As far as I could see, in every direction, this this movement was happening with each breath that I took, and. And what I knew was happening. I had a sensation that light was coming into form through our beingness, and it was coming into the generation of of uh, the vibration that we call love. So, so I knew that that in that instance that this is what humanity is actually doing. To whatever degree we allow ourselves to be completely, fully present in any situation and simply be there as the truth of who we are, we are actually bringing love into being in this dimension. So when you speak about awakening to oneness, to the oneness consciousness, what what I am describing is a version of us that is closer to that unified field, that unity version of humanity than what we dial into when we're just walking around in the normal daily activities using our five senses the way that we've been trained to use them. And so it, it the, the most important thing that I, I really want to share with that moment, there are so many things to share, but, but I will say that the most significant of them all is the sensation, the feeling, the knowingness that I had at that moment. I, uh, there, was, there was no place to go there was nothing missing, there was nothing to accomplish, there was nothing wrong, nothing broken, nothing to fix. There was complete fulfillment, complete satiation, a, a union of all aspects of who I am. And it was an opening, a gateway to the knowingness that each of us had uh, all along that was awakening in me for the first time. And and so I spent the next 15 years, it was about 15 years ago, and I spent the next 15 years really completely consumed with how to recreate that experience for myself and how to teach others to begin to experience life in that same way, whether it was, it was through a meditation experience that someone else would have that that deep sensation or whether it would simply become a way of living that was reflective of that state of consciousness that is at the root of all of us. And, and what I find is that 
different people awaken to this this that I'm describing through the workshops that I teach and the, and the work that I do in a variety of ways. But everyone has a common uh, a common response that they are uplifted and they are they are grounded and anchored in in their deep authenticity and their essential self uh, like they have never been before. And so. So that's kind of a long answer to your question, but I just wanted to kind of set the stage that that this is not just a a, a conversation about the theology or the psychology of how to stress less in our lives and and uh, you know meld more with our neighbors and and feel a sense of of kinship. Uh, I would love for this conversation to be a very deep-reaching one for for all of the listeners, so that we each have the opportunity to tap into uh, a very deep reality that is available to all of us that not all of life is is aware of because the outcome is truly transformational once we do this. Yes, I, I agree with you so much. The kind of, it took me a while in my uh, journey I think the uh, the power of now. When I read the power of now, I, and I understood it. But actually, awakening for me came in 2007 when I watched What the Bleep, and there was one sentence that that um, uh, was said that woke me up. the The biggest problem in the world today is the illusion of separateness, mm-hmm. and a light bulb went off for me. As like when I really understood that at my core, not just intellectually, but when I understood at at the core of my being that we are literally all one. There is only one thing in the universe, and that's God, the universe, or whatever name you want to give it. But it's just one thing, and we're all connected to that one thing. We're all, you know. So that woke me up, and then when I read the power of now after awakening to the truth of oneness, I understood that to really tap into that oneness is to be present, to be in the now. It's not yesterday. It's not tomorrow. It's, it's, in, it's in the now. And um, I, you know, I st- I've meditated off and on uh, throughout the years, and I just find that knowing, just at the core of my being, knowing that um, in that moment, in that now eternal, per- no perfect now moment, everything is perfect, just like you described, and, and that is such a um, beautiful experience that you had that you could share with everybody. Um, tell us a little bit more about what you know what um, people can experience in your workshops. Well, there are uh, a variety of things that we do. I, I take people through meditative practices and teach them mm-hmm. uh, a variety of things to do with their eyes closed, but but I'm also very, very interested in what to do with your eyes open uh, because mm-hmm. we need to integrate our inner world with our outer world and we need to bring our focal point of orientation, meaning where we where we sit uh, mm-hmm. deep more deeply into our core in our waking world when we're when we're out walking around and, and doing life as life calls us to do, and uh, it, I guess it's best described by by if if one could visualize that there is an essential self version of them, 
and there is a protective personality version of them that is is kind of a a a coating around the outside, a protective layer, if you will. Uh, many would call that the ego, but what I find is that if I reference it as the protective personality, people are more inclined to have a conversation about it, but the ego resists having an ego, and so people don't like to have an ego, and and uh, so it kind of takes a little longer to get to the point um, in those situations. So if we just call it, you know, it's a protective personality. We we developed ways to protect ourselves when we were developing a very young in this life, and it's actually part of the process. It's part of why we are here and um and it is a given and as that is developing we have a tendency to to come out to the surface of life and and present in the ways that we think we're supposed to or we we do what we we uh see others do or we develop ways of being that seem to fit in or to belong or to please the big people who are taking care of us in in those years and so what happens is we develop a kind of a false version of ourselves in an attempt to be good or to fit in or to belong etc and and then we build relationships from that place we we never we never come back home we we continue to sit out there and we build relationships and we choose careers and we we engage with the world from this false self this protective personality layer of who we are it can also be referenced as a performance personality the high performance like we we just show up and do the things that we think we're supposed to do instead of really following our authenticity and doing the things that we choose to do or want to do and so in that there is a real um a real conflict and ultimately it can never leave to lead to fulfillment because we're in our heads we're analyzing and calculating and predicting and determining what we should be doing what we should be feeling what we should be thinking instead of really referencing hey here's what here's who i am this is what i'm doing you know no matter what this is how i'm going to to interpret life from this this deep authentic place so everything becomes fear based instead of being really based in uh in authenticity in love in presence right. and so so what we're doing now is you know the awakening process for anyone is really recognizing oh uh, i'm living out here in this outer layer which perceives me as separate and different and i have to try to be good or try to succeed or try to do the right thing and it's it's complete waste of our faculties it's it's using our resources completely uh, differently than they are designed to be used very rudimentally and fundamentally and and primitively actually and so you know what what the invitation here is is to to find ways to come and anchor our awareness deep in our core uh, for instance if 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 everyone wherever they are whether they're you know sitting in a room or sitting in a car or whatever and and uh, and listening um if if you just look at something um across this the the room from you uh just look at it and then then once you're looking at this object make an effort to pull your energy back inside of you and continue to look at what you're looking at just be the one behind the eyes that are looking at the object and when we do that we will feel an an energy kind of pull back into the body again that we didn't even know that we were throwing across the room like let's say somebody walked into the room that has has you know significant meaning in your life someone 
or, or someone that, that you don't know at all, a stranger, and they walk into your space and suddenly you feel yourself just, you, your energy is thrown to them. And, and, and in this moment, you know, the invitation is pull your energy back. Continue to focus at the, at the, at the person or at the object, on the object, on the person, but keep your energy drawn back into your core. And what you'll start to realize is that we've been dispersing our energy constantly and continuously all of our lives and didn't even know it. And the more we disperse that energy, the more fear response we stir in the body. And the more fear response we stir in the body, the more we feel that we need to protect ourselves, which is, for instance, one of the things that creates the illusion of separation. We, we are operating in a way that causes fear, and that fear stimulates the need to protect. And if I'm operating in a reality that senses that I need to protect myself, then I am separate from whatever it is that I'm needing to protect myself from. So it, 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 we generate duality simply because we've never really been taught how to operate from a place of unity physiologically, like geographically in the body in the physical body we can we can begin so you know my start was in healthcare and and in physical medicine in chiropractic and and dealing with with bodies and and holistic approach to healing and to life and so my immediate interpretation of these circumstances was through those eyes of how do we embody this experience how what role does the body play in this unity consciousness and and it, it plays a very huge role. And we can use it to our advantage to teach ourselves how to awaken to oneness. And a simple little exercise like what I just described. You can even just stick your hand out, full arm length, straighten your arm, and stick your thumb up like, like you're giving a thumbs up. And look at your thumbnail. And then make an effort to pull your energy back from when you're looking at your thumbnail, pull your energy back inside the body and be the one behind the eyes looking at your thumb. Like be aware of the one on the inside of this body that's doing the looking. You know, we oftentimes think about um, be the observer of your thoughts, be the observer of your life experience. And, and I'm asking you to not just be the observer, but feel yourself in your body observing. Feel yourself in your body being the one that's looking at your thumbnail in this moment and what it does is it it stimulates the nervous system to recognize and it stimulates the tissues in the body to recognize simultaneously that there is a there is a literal orientation inside my physical body that if i could just become aware of that then i might not be so quick to to deal all my cards out um and throw all my energy outside of my own my own space and when i keep it collected and quickened in the core of my being it has much more power it has much more laser-like power to pierce the veils between our own layers of consciousness and our the, uh, the aspects of our wholeness like our power and our love and our ability to be creative and visionary and our ability to tap into our wisdom and our ability to speak our truth or to take action when action is called for. You know, many of us find that we can either be strong or be loving. We can be smart or we can be um, patient and kind. But, but oftentimes we have a big challenge being all of those things anytime we need to. It, having access to all of them all of the time is, is ultimately what I have found essential 
if we're going to live in a in a place of of unity and oneness because it's only then that we start to experience ourselves as whole and complete and then we stop trying to protect ourselves you know and and when we stop trying to protect ourselves then we're available to see how much love there is how much beauty there is in life how easy and graceful life can be but until we start having those sensations forget about it <laughs> the body is built for survival and uh and as long as we're only tapping into bits and pieces of our consciousness then then we're run on that survival circuitry so many 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 things as you could see that 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 can be done simple little ways that we can start to work with moving our energy the energy of our being uh and and coming to know it and allowing the mind to land on the truth of who we are as a spirit being uh, and and it it takes unattaching our identity from those old habits if we ever really want to to awaken like that so so simple little steps that that we can uh begin to play with to sense and feel a distinction of being able to move the energy of our whole being uh at will move it around at will instead of just being controlled by our external environment you know you mentioned early on in in uh in the show today about the the vertical um uh, orientation and this is kind of what i'm talking about that that there is a uh, there's a constant flooding inward from overhead in our physical body of pure unaltered energy and and one would call that spirit or divine intelligence light high frequency energy it's pouring into the cr- the crown of your head constantly i mean it's measurable it's it's completely scientific now that we have the technology to measure such things um it it there's a constant influx of of pure pure energy infinite possibility it's it's just it's available it's like a smorgasbord it's just pure energy that could be used for anything that we choose and it passes all the way through our body straight down through our body and in to the earth and the earth steps it down for human consumption and it rises back up out of the earth and comes back up through the body and it's been kind of stepped down like a transformer and as it's been stepped down it comes up through the root of our being it comes up through the tip of the spine it comes up through the legs and the pelvis and the tip of the spine into the rootedness of our being and it's constantly trying to rise up all the way back up and out through the crown of the head and then it circles around to the left and to the right and to in front of us and behind us and creates this torus figure um and and circles around the outside of the body and comes in the root again and comes up the spine and out the top of the head and around the sides of you and in front of you and behind you and into the root of the spine again and up again it's constantly also continuing to pour in from overhead that the fresh energy that that pure light energy which is coming all the way down through the body and into the earth and then it comes up from the earth again and comes into the root and it's trying to come all the way up through the body and out the crown just as i was just describing out the crown and around the sides and then back in at the root again and it's attempting to clarify all of the systems inside the body so and align them so that they allow the vibration of that purity 
to be what comes up and out through the body upward to the same degree that it is clear and pure as it's coming down in from above. Our job is to let that happen. Our job is to forgive things and to let go of things and to recognize things and to empower ourselves and to be in our hearts and to speak our truth and to trust our guts and to, to allow ourselves to dream and to be creative because when we're doing all those things, we are refining the filters that that energy is having to pass through. When we are refining those filters to a great enough degree, we are operating here in the oneness as creative source energy itself. And until then, we're merely human. <laughs> until then, we're trying to get over the stuff that happened 15 years ago and, or 10 years ago or 25 years ago. Or we're still carrying grudges and we're still caught up in our fears and, and, all, and everything that is human. Okay? And okay. our job is to allow ourselves to be human until that takes care of itself because of the loving presence that we are bringing to our humanity. If we can bring loving presence to all of those components of ourselves, what we end up doing is clearing the filters, scrubbing them down, cleaning them up, so that what comes through us and comes out of us is as pure as what comes to us what comes and what comes into us. So this energy is pure as it's coming in from overhead, and it is pure as it's rising up from the earth. And our job is to keep it refining itself by loving all of the parts of us that we can find, by embracing all of the characteristics of us and of others. And one of the things that, that I loved about what you said about when we do something to someone else, you know, we're doing that to ourselves, uh, I, that whole idea about that there's only one of us here is a, a beautiful part of what I work with in my workshops in teaching people that the outer world is just reflecting back to you what's going on inside of you. And you can't see it on the inside, so you've projected it onto the outside. And if someone out there is irritating you, it's, it's a part of you that is irritating you. If someone out there is inspiring you, it's a part of you that is inspiring the other parts of you. And if you're arguing with someone, it's just two parts of you arguing with themselves. And all of this is just a reflection of what it is that you're attempting to realize, to recognize to awaken to in this lifetime. And that is, in fact, that there is only one of us here. And the way to unity is through love. Because the more that we can love, the more we dissolve the differences, um, the veils in these parts of us internally, which also then allows us to behave in the external world in a manner that is engaging and collaborative and compassionate and loving and leading uh, in ways that that allow patience and presence uh, naturally so so this vertical uh, orientation please think of it as this energy running vertically through your system and and you are designed to be working with that constantly and we get drawn into the into the outer world in a horizontal fashion. We start thinking that what we see out there it needs to change. But really, it's just a reflection. It's trying to give us feedback as to how to awaken and clear the filters and clean up house on the inside uh, 
in 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 reality that's all that it's really doing that's its purpose the outer world is that's the outer world's purpose is to give you feedback as to how you're doing with cleaning this system in its vertical uh its vertical flow it, it, it you are an energy being we are energy beings and that energy is a stream of consciousness and that stream is streaming through this body in a vertical orientation a vertical fashion and our job is to continue to scrub down the filters so that that flow of energy gets to maintain its pure real raw presence of wholeness uh, that it is without us you know messing with it to the degree that that we that we just uh, almost almost can stomp it out um, with all of our uh, angers and our angsts and our frustrations and our attitudes and dispositions that that continue to insist that our happiness is dependent upon the outer world uh, behaving in a certain way, and when in fact our happiness and our wholeness is experienced when we recognize that the outer world is just following our lead. It is it is literally following the lead of of the collective consciousness. So I'll stop there and see where you want to go with the conversation. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, everything you said just—I mean—it resonates so much with me that, um, like, like you had mentioned earlier that um, everyone that, like, all the participants in your workshop, they they tap into that that um, energy differently, and I believe, like, for me, um, when I feel. Um, I'm getting too lost in the outer world, I'll stop and I deep breathe for me. It's like the just focusing on my breath, focusing on my breath and centering myself on my breath. And one of the, my favorite places to go is the lake. I live near a lake and I love to sit by the water and just watch the waves and the, how the sun sets and the sun um, just like diamonds on the water. It just, mm-hmm. you know, that. All those things just center me, and um, I know for everybody it, it's different in the sense, but it's just, it's the same thing we want to we want to connect with that energy, and and people have different techniques. So I always say to people, you know, you have to kind of look within for all your answers. You know, what works best for you, kind of tap into you know what feels right for you it, from the heart center. You know, not from your head, from your heart. And um, for me, it's meditating at the lake or, or just if I feel like the day is getting uh, crazy or I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'll just stop. I'm like, okay, I'll stop and I'll center myself with a few deep breaths. Um, and and it, it brings me back to that center. But everything you said um, is how I'm trying to live my life daily, moment to moment is by understanding if I'm having um, a disagreement with someone, it's, um, that person is another aspect of myself. Um, I even was thinking this a couple of days ago, just yesterday morning, I'm thinking about sending out some thank you cards <laughs> to people that I perceived in the past um, hurt me. And like mm-hmm. I said, um, it's, um, I know a lot of people won't understand this, but I have to thank them because I I know that they're 
they're doing, like you said, we are, I believe we're creating our own reality. We're creating this holographic 3D reality, and it's coming from within us. So whatever they did or said to me, I wrote the script for them. You know, if they said the worst thing, hurtful thing to me, I wrote that script for them, I, you know, to say that to me. For, like, it's just a reflection because um, I'm just projecting whatever is coming, whatever I'm experiencing, I created it. I projected that out into this illusion of a world to come back to me. So I, I said all those, you know, not that, like there's a lot. There is a list. <laughs> I wrote down the list yesterday morning of people I want to send thank you cards to. Um, and I'm just going to thank them for being themselves. Because I don't believe there. I wrote a, a blog um, about a month or so ago called "No Apologies Needed." No one has to apologize. There doesn't. It's not about apologizing. It's not about forgiving. It's about I see you, and I understand you are just being you. But you also are just giving back what I asked for you to give to me to help me awaken. And because there's something you said, and I, I wrote it down. Here it is. You said, and I wrote this down, um, I orchestrated the circumstances in such a perfect way that it landed me in a situation where no one um, was supporting me and I was all alone. And it was perfect because that in, in, in itself allowed me to realize who I am. Uh, so, yeah. So I wrote that I, I actually I had to I was listening to a video of yours and I, I rewinded it several times so I could write that down because that was like, Wow, yeah, I did that. I I orchestrated it in a way where I could think that I was unsupported and alone because I know in truth we're never alone, we're never unsupported. Um the universe is always supporting us, but we can feel we can feel separated. We can feel alone. And and we created that that situation just so we could awaken. So that's why I said I need to write some thank you cards to people I perceived at one time that had hurt me. So what did you what do you think about that idea? Uh, well I think it's fabulous. <laughs> you know, I um I take groups of people to sacred sites all over the world and mm-hmm. uh, and we just got back from Peru in in June we took a group to Peru and and we were visiting Machu Picchu and, and so on. Well part of that trip uh, um, it occurred to me that there were a couple of people that were wrestling with some things back home, and and they were kind of talking about it a little bit. And and I just I gave everyone an assignment. I, I invited them to to go and purchase something, uh, a gift for the person who is is creating you know some of the greatest challenge in their life at this time, or or that has at some point. Just buy them a gift, and you know we're gonna you know take it back home, and you can send it to them, and you don't have to or whatever. But it was the same principle that if mm-hmm. if as we can start to to bring unconditional love and presence to all types of circumstances, we begin to action uh, what you are describing. Now, what you are describing, I call the bus stop conversation. It's, it is as if when you're catching the bus to come to planet Earth, you know, as a spirit to get here, um, right. you hang out at the bus stop and 
and you you conjure up a conversation with the other people at the bus stop, and you basically, uh, you know, ask each other what what they're going to do when they come into this life. You know, what are they what are they going in for? What are they going to do? And and someone says, well, I'm going to have a level ten experience of of forgiveness, and uh, someone else says, well, I'm going to do courage, or I'm going to do happiness, or whatever. So. So this person who does is is it's going to come in and request a, a level ten experience of forgiveness. Me, you know, everyone asks, well, what's that mean? And they say, well, you know, it means that somebody's going to have to do something that's nearly unforgivable, so that I can experience full on big time forgiveness. You know, like I've been there before and I had a level three or four experience of forgiveness, but but I'm really interested in the big tamale here. You know, like to to know everything that that forgiveness could could give me, could offer me, and so. Um, and so the the conversation continues, and uh, and people ask, well, you know, like, how is that going to happen? You know, and you say, well, somebody's going to have to, I guess, somebody's going to have to like do something that's completely, you know, nearly unforgivable. And and so then people start asking for examples, and and they say, well, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, my parents are going to go through the Holocaust, or uh, I'm gonna, you know, someone's going to drink too much and get behind the wheel at happy hour, and and cross the right. center line and hit my car and take, you know, half my family from me or, you know, these kinds of things that are just horrific. Right. And, and, right. and I'm going to live with the pain of all of that and the mm-hmm. anger and the frustration and the angst until, until I just can't bear the pain anymore and something is going to, you know, cave. Something eventually I will tire from suffering from my anger or my hurt or my abandonment and, and I will drop in to a deeper place of myself and find a part of me that I didn't even know I had uh, in order to uh, to be able to release, to to let go, to find to find my peace again. And so, you know, it is those perfect circumstances that seem so incredibly horrific that actually right. create the perfect. Uh, dynamic for me right. to awaken through, and and yes, it was a request at the bus stop yes. before I ever came in. So it's like a soul contract idea. Exactly. Is what is what we're referencing, and you know, and 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 I really feel, Carolyn, that we have to act as though this is the norm, and we have to talk mm-hmm. about this with right. with our friends and our people and all of the listeners to just take this on as. Absolutely, this is the way it is, and let's get on with it. You know, because I've been interviewing on this topic for about 15 years. I've been living in this for all of my life. I grew up in a family where this was a conversation that that we were having, and oh. and quantum science was the dinner table conversation about us creating our own reality, etc. And so, you know, I'm 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 50. I don't know how old I am. I'm 53 years old, and Who are they so. Back same- <laughs> Wonderful. So for 50 years, for 50 years, I've been in this conversation. And I love the fact that that I'm now in conversations with people who are doing interviews, such as yourself, who are exposed to these ideas and are also having your own interpretations and your own versions of this. And this is the, the conversation that's being shared. And it's time for this conversation to be the way things are, not just this Hey, let me tell you this like really bizarre concept. Try this one on for size. You know, what do you do? imagine this? You know, this bus stop conversation. Imagine that. It, you know, what if we were like to say, done? Okay, we don't have to talk about it like it's a what if or that it's something off off center or bizarre or or new. 
you know, what if all of our listeners just started recognizing that, hey, you know, we're, we're pretty amazing creatures and we are designing our life experience and we can choose to do anything with it that we choose. We can choose to have any experience, any interpretation, any version of these experiences that, that we choose to have. We can we are creator in that way. We are made of creative source energy and allow it. Uh, let's, let's just allow humanity to step on through that threshold, you know, and uh, right. you're, you're really inspiring me tonight just, just by saying that, that, that you want to send thank you cards. You know, this yes. is, this is a project that I've been putting to people for the last decade. I've been inviting them to do that. Whether you ever give them the card or not, just right. just by running it through your own circuitry and allowing your mind and your heart and your your neuroanatomy your neurophysiology to line up to this to this new version this new way of looking at your old life um, and build some 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 patterns in your consciousness so that you will interpret so that everyone begins to interpret future present and future circumstances in the same light so if something's happening today in your life that's challenging or hard, know that at some point it's going to be one of these things you would send a thank you card to, right? <laughs> so let's go ahead and interpret it through the filter of gratitude while it's happening instead of having to wait 10 years until we can, in retrospect, look back and say, you know, that even though it was really hard, I really gained, you know, I, I learned, I gleaned, it's, it, it grew me. You know, let's just know, let's bring it into the present and say everything that's happening and everything that's ever going to happen in my life experience, I am orchestrating it so that I can awaken myself to my magnificence, period. That's, that's what we are here to know, you know? That is so, so true. Matter of fact, I, did, I shared this idea about sending the thank you cards with um, a cousin of mine yesterday morning when I came up with the idea. I, I lost my son a year ago. Um, mm. He made his transition on July first, two 2014. And the day after my son's um, funeral, a cousin said something very cruel to me. And um, not the one I was talking to, a different cousin. I was talking to yesterday a different cousin saying that I'm going to send that cousin a thank you card. And he said to me, what she did is unforgivable. I could never forgive that. And I said, you know, nothing in my book. Nothing is in my book is unforgivable, and I have to thank her because I know um, your bus. I love how you, the bus stop conversation because yeah. I got it from a book, a children's book. It's the Little Soul and the Sun um, by Neil Donald Wall. But yes, I was it, just in a conversation about that book two days ago. Okay, yeah. so from that book, and I read that book to my five-year-old grandson. And I re, I, yeah, I've read it several times. I love the book, um, The Little Soul and the Sun. And I said, if we think about, if we really embody and embrace what that, the message from that book is telling us, then uh -huh. I asked her to say those cruel things to me after I just buried my son. You know, so I have to, you know, when, when it was said, I forgot who I was, I forgot who she was. Um, but now a year later, I, I'm, I know who I am, I know who she is, and I have to send her a thank you card. And now when I spoke to uh, that same cousin that said to me, 
I can ima- I can never think about forgiving yeah. her for that. He said to me last night, you know, I've been thinking about what you said all day. He said he's been thinking about that thank you card all day. So it even <laughs> yeah. even though he was so adamant, like I can never forgive her. By the right. end of the day, he you was. Bet. His heart you know, was lightning. You're yeah. right. It it can't yeah. it it can't not because what right. you're saying is speaking from the place I'm talking about, this pure energy running through you. And you're awakening to that pure energy and you're operating from that place of this pure flow energy through your system. You're you're coming from there, which is why awakening is more important to you than holding grudges. Awakening yeah. is more important to, to you than the rightness and the wrongness of what should be said and what shouldn't be said. You're more interested in who you can awaken to being than you are anything else. You're living in your verticality. That's what I'm talking about. So, so when you speak from that place, everyone hears it. Some people can recognize it right away. Some people can recognize it the next day. Some people will recognize it 10 years from now. But the key is to maintain our sense of fulfillment by living from that place of vertical flow so that that we are fulfilled instantaneously. We don't need the, the, the cousin to come back and say, oh, I got it, in order for you to feel the fulfillment of living how you're living. You, but it, it's, of course, it's nice when that happens, but, but that's not, that kind of conditionality doesn't exist in our lives when we're, we're knowing and sensing and feeling ourselves awaken right in the face of life itself. While that's happening, it is the most fulfilling sensation we can have. And when we operate from that place, we, little things, little nuggets fall out of our pockets, you know, just come rolling out of our mouths without us even realizing it. People come to me all the time and say, you know, you said this thing five years ago and I just got it, <laughs> you know. I get notes and cards and letters and emails all the time, every day, about you know, when you said that, it made me so mad, but now I totally, you know, you know yeah. five yeah. months That's later, I get it, or, or what, whatever. And, and, and I'm never coming from a place of, hey, you better get this, or you're going to suffer. Right. I'm, just, I'm just giving, offering up my, my interpretation of life, and I'm right. more interested in awakening than I am in righteousness. I'm just, it's just a better ride. <laughs> it just feels better, you know. Yes. Yes, and I also I also envision or I would like to envision the uh, sending out the the thank you cards to people. Once, and you have to do it from a, a place of pure heart, you know, that you understand the dynamics of that relationship, and you send the thank you card, just thanking them for who they are, and yes. saying if you had an argument, um, you know, I I forgot who I was in that moment. I forgot who you were in that moment, and I have nothing but love for you. But then when they, if they get it, they do the same thing, and it becomes right. a ripple effect, you know. It just yes. starts to, you know, it, they pay it forward, you know. Absolutely. Uh, that is exactly so how it works. That would be a wonderful thing, just, uh, you know, having that ripple effect, you know, doing, you know, by sending out your car, your thank you cards, it might inspire Say you send out ten, and maybe it just inspires one of those ten to start sending out cards. You know, it's right. just. But right. I, I love the idea that you had about the gift too. 
that's uh, if you have a long list, I've already got a list of ten people. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a long list, you know, a card, a card might be more economical. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, yes, but, uh, but you know what's what's really beautiful about humanity and the fact that we are energy beings and how what we're, what really happens every time we think a thought and every time we land in love, what really happens is the, our entire energy field blossoms. It just changes color, it changes vibration, it changes frequency, and and so you know right now if everyone that's listening just thought of one person that they would send one of those thank you cards to and and yeah. filtered it through their own bus stop conversation idea and just came mm-hmm. into your heart space and just offered them gratitude even if you don't know exactly what the gift has been from them what 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 it is that the whole thing is about just the fact that you know that there's so much charge between you uh, there's such right. a charge inside of you about this person or this situation, this thing that happened. If you could just know that that charge equals the medicine and in, in proportion that there must be real medicine in this for me, real awakening juice in this for me, or it wouldn't be so big in my life and hold the space, you know, that, that, that one day there'll be a thank you card coming or maybe in this moment I'm just sending an, an energetic thank you note yes. um, mm-hmm. because yes. it it really does have a physical impact in, in this world uh, when we bring that frequency through our own physical bodies and, and let it land in our own hearts and minds simultaneously because uh, we are energy beings and this, this reality that we're living in one in is one of energy. Everything is energy. So what we don't realize is that everything that we think uh, is just as potent as everything that we say and do. It's the same. It's it it has a, a more physical reality to it when we take action, when we actually write the card and send it in the mail, for instance. But right. but okay. the true essence of everyone and everything is energy, and so just sending an energetic version of that begins to transform the life, uh, the sphere of engagement that we are living in inside of our own. Uh, in our own uh, worlds I- individually, so so the energetic thank you note is also very yeah. very effective. If if it just doesn't seem to be uh, possible for someone to pick up a pen and actually say thank right. you so much to this individual, you know, right. I was I, I I've been through some some pretty some of the biggies that that life mm-hmm. has to offer. And right. and I will say that that the person that that would be referenced as the perpetrator in in you know the, those kinds of exchanges, I have a very deep gratitude for because yes. of who I have become in the course of my life, given the the strain and the struggle of uh, processing some of those things mentally and emotionally. Uh, what what that has done for me has been second to none. So mm-hmm. I I am deeply deeply grateful for. Uh, those what would have been considered uh, uh, inappropriate, you know, actions taken, um, wrong, hurtful, damaging types of, you know, uh, descriptors that have certainly been placed on those kinds of things in our culture. Um, I would have it no other way. Apparently, right? I requested it right. at the bus stop, so yeah. it's exactly. a big thing for exactly. people to embrace. But once we yeah. do, uh, it right. changes the game, changes everything. Yes, it does. It does, and it also brings us back to the fact that we are really all one. And like I said at the at the top of the show, what I what we do to another person, 
we're literally doing it to ourselves. So whatever a person is doing to we think they're doing to us, we are truly doing it to ourselves. So we have to, you know, embody that that truth of oneness. And and that's where where I try to stay, you know, um, day by day, moment by moment, is in the truth of oneness and live it. Because I, I do see, you know, just from being on the Internet, it seems like there's a lot of people believing in oneness, but um, I, I, uh, the, 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 the encouraging thing now is to actually live it, not just say you believe in it, but living it in it. And right. so, like you said, the bus stop conversation, and um, I love the, the, the children's book, the, the Little Soul in the Sun. If any, anybody um, would want to pick it up and read it, it's probably in every library um, by Neil Donald Walsh, but it's a beautiful kid children's story that explains it so beautifully and simple. Even a child can understand. <laughs> um, Even me. So, <laughs> yeah. I can't really. We we are actually coming down to the hour, but um, can you can you please share with our our listeners a number one how they can find you and your work and your events and and get more in, um, information on what you're doing and also um, of any upcoming events you'd like to share with our listeners. Certainly, I there are. Um... There, the easiest way to get in in touch with the events that I do and the calendar of events is on my website, which is drsuemorter.com. It's d-r-s-u-e-m-o-r-t-e-r.com, d-r-s-u-e-m-o-r-t-e-r.com, and it. In there, there's a calendar of events that shows every you know place that I'm going to be speaking and and uh, the things that we're going to be doing. I I travel across the country and do workshops uh, east coast to west coast and everywhere in several places in between. Uh, I'm in LA a lot and Denver a lot. Um, coming to the east coast um, as well uh, in Indianapolis in the, in the Midwest. I'll be in Chicago and and in Santa Fe, just a variety of places throughout. So so if you can just look at that calendar of events. I, I teach coursework called the Energy Codes, and I'm what I'm doing is really encouraging people to understand this conversation that we're having today mm-hmm. and uh, finding practices to embody that, to really bring it home and let it land, because we are seated in duality. We grew up in duality, uh, at least right. perceiving a dualistic world. And now, here we are talking about unity and oneness, and, and we, we don't, it's like the fish doesn't know it's in water, because it's always only ever been in water. Until you throw it up on the bank, it doesn't even have a reference point for what's the difference, what are the distinctions. And so, because we are so deeply seated in duality, you know, a lot of my workshops are really teaching people how to reprogram uh, the brain and how to allow the electromagnetic energy flow through the body to to be recognized as spirit. 
because science and spirit are, uh, science and spirituality are really they're having the same conversation it's just that yes. we have perceived them as two separate conversations and technology has advanced enough now that through quantum science we are recognizing that wow it's all one thing there's only one thing <laughs> happening here and it is good and there are no exceptions to that and so i'm teaching people how to embrace that and how to bring it into their lives in a really practical uh, way so that it affects their relationships and it affects their ability to to have a job that is fulfilling, a career that is fulfilling to them, deeply fulfilling, and and to have uh, you know a financial situation that that reflects that, and to allow the abundance to happen in their lives in a in a in a real and tangible way, and not just talking about these things theoretically. So, my coursework is the energy codes. It is a, is about a uh, the practical application, how to make it real for us. And um, and so that is uh, the main thing that I'm doing now. I still have a private practice where I um, uh, once a month uh, people come in from all over the place when they see me speak at various uh, engagements. They they want to engage in the physical treatments that I do to help remove the blockages to subconscious interferences that have gotten stored up along the way from our old disillusionments and our old disappointments and hurts and and uh, aspects of our lives that are unresolved and and so i access that it's what i used to do full time and now i travel around the world teaching uh these concepts i never knew that this is what i would end up doing but but it is such a passion and such a joy so so then people come to the health center that i have in indianapolis um and um uh, engage in some some like a three day treatment program where I'm working with removing these subconscious interferences for physical healing, all kinds of physical issues, uh, as well as emotional and spiritual uh, issues as well. So it, there's a combination. I do a lot, and all of it is in the spirit of uh, recognizing that we are magnificent beings that are intended to be living freely and magnificently and if that's not happening there's a reason it's not because uh, you're missing something uh, it's just because there are some circuits that haven't been connected we haven't connected the dots in certain ways for ourselves and and that can be done so uh, it's my, my great my great joy well wonderful for me um like i said i i awoken to the truth of oneness in 2007 and since then i have been kind of studying on my own daily um and this year is the first year i you know i was like i have all of this and i want to share it and that's when i came up with the idea of um the radio show i'd never done a radio show before but i said i want to help you know um help awaken the world to one the truth of oneness because it once i awoke into it it changed my life and um also like i said i my my son made his transition last year um this time of the year and i always wanted to do a nonprofit foundation and so now i want to do it in his honor and have a mm-hmm. center here i live in the poconos um mm. i love it here um yes. i love to have a yes. center like agape um mm. the, it will be the Kyle the Kyle center and Kyle stands for keep your light expanding. Kyle was my son's name, but the, uh, um, using his name, keep your light expanding center. So the Kyle Center here in the Poconos, which uh, I am, is part of my vision to be very similar to the Agape Center in L.A. So that beautiful. Is, yeah. 
Yeah, well, and I this year is the like I said, the first year I'm actually following my passion. I don't know where it's going to lead. I just am following it. Yeah, following my heart. Well, beautiful. When I I know when people are following that vibration, that waveform in their lives energetically, that the universe definitely steps up to support that. That is what nature is made of. So there is no bigger uh, team member that you could have on your team than nature herself. So when you're following your heart, you are in alignment with what is meant to be and everything else that is that is uh, conflicting with that vibrationally will dissolve in your path. It it just has to. That's the way nature always finds itself. And so, uh, when when you are stepping forward with this kind of intentionality and passion, I know that it uh, it will manifest. And I'll be happy to come there and give presentations. You just let me know. Oh, wonderful! <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And and um, Reverend Michael also also one of my um, visions is to bring the Agape Revelation Celebration here to the Poconos. A new uh, convention center just opened up, um, beautiful convention center. And I know that uh, I I emailed uh, Reverend Michael, and he's like, yes, I'd love to come to the Poconos. So, yes. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Yes. Just just say when. We'll be there. Yes. Yes. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you so much, um, Dr. Sue. I am so honored, and thank you. I, words can, To me, sometimes words just fall short. Um, when, I have, when my heart is so full of appreciation and love, I can't even find the words sometimes because words just don't do it, does, don't do, does not do the feeling the justice. But thank yeah. you. I am so honored and so grateful that you took time out to um, come speak to my audience. Which, and the other thing I love about Internet radio, even if people are not listening live, they can listen to this conversation anytime on the yes. Internet, which is wonderful. Beautiful. Yes, well, thank, it's a wonderful thank thing. You, thank you so much. Um, you have a perfect and wonderful weekend. And I hope to get to see you soon one day. I'm not in L.A. that often, but, hey, maybe next time I see you, you'll be coming to the Poconos speaking at the Kyle Center. (laughs) You say the day. I'll be there. (laughs) Yes. My pleasure. Okay. Thank you so much. And you have have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Okay, And a great weekend. Thank thank you you for all the listeners. Blessings. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. Good night. Mm -hmm. Good night. Good night.